0: You're listening to the Metro LA podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Hello everybody. My name is Robert Carrillo and I have the privilege of leading our time together as we do some uh, studies on spirituality and today's topic is spiritual transformation, which is an incredibly important topic, an incredibly important uh, understanding in the whole genre of spiritual development and spiritual, uh, formation. And, uh, this, I'm, I'm excited that you're with us today and that you're tuning in to learn, to listen, to allow yourself to be transformed by God. Spiritual transformation is at the real, it's it's at the heart of spiritual formation. It's positioning ourselves in a relationship with God that allows Him to change us, to transform us. And it's part of our spiritual journey. It's part of our lifelong spiritual development, which is, you know, basically it's from womb to tomb. It's, it's how we grow spiritually. It's how we develop and, and, and many traditions, including our own, uh, with the International Church of Christ, we put a lot of emphasis on helping somebody become a Christian. We put a lot of emphasis on the basic principles, the first principles of living a spiritual life, which is fantastic. But we don't put a whole lot into what happens later. What are the things that a five-year-old Christian, a 10-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old Christian, a 40-year-old Christian, you know, somebody who's been in the faith for 40 years has certain needs that somebody who's only been around five years does not have. And there are very real things that happen. And there's an absolute need for continual transformation. I've been a Christian 38 years myself. And I am probably more on fire about my relationship with God than ever before. And I started out as a zealot for God. And I feel like it's just gone deeper and richer and richer. And yet it's not been a smooth ride. There's been times that were very difficult. There's been ups and downs. There's been deserts. There's been mountaintops. And right now I'm absolutely in a mountaintop as I'm in the middle of of my doctorate in spirituality at Fuller Seminary but it is an exciting thing it's what just it's it's what you get out of bed for it's what you can't wait to to get time with God and that's to allow him to transform us this is such a great thing i remember as a very young christian maybe a week old i remember sitting there at church thinking Wow, if in a week I've grown this much, what am I going to be like in 10 years thinking I'm going to be walking on water, you know, because I'd learned so much about being like Jesus and, beca- and I made so many changes. And, but unfortunately, many times we kind of hit a plateau and we can stay in a plateau for years, maybe even decades or because somebody is in the church a long time does not mean that they're being transformed. It does not mean that they're spiritually maturing or that they're developing or that they're advancing in their faith. Paul said an interesting statement. Um, He said that he had advanced in his Judaism well beyond many of his peers. And I always wondered about that. What does that mean? How do you advance in your Judaism? Or maybe more importantly for me, how do I advance in my Christianity? And many of the questions I've had have been answered and I've been learning the answers and now I'm learning how to live those answers. So uh, we'll start out with Romans 12 two, which is kind of our foundational scripture here. He says, Paul writes, do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, if we, as we allow ourselves to be transformed, we allow ourselves to be changed by God. We're able to be part of what God is doing. And frankly, things make sense. We understand His will better and better. We are part of His will more and more. And, and we, we are able to align ourselves and center ourselves in the will of God. And that's, what's so exciting about, about being an older Christian, being a mature Christian. It just gets more and more exciting and, and more and more powerful and more and more beautiful. And, and, um, you know, and, and I hate to say this, it's just sad, but many, many members of the church, many, many Christians, many disciples, they never, they, they don't, they don't arise to that. They, they hit a plateau and they get stuck and, and that, that can happen to anybody and everybody. But this is what this discipline, what that, why spirituality and the study of spirituality and the understanding of spirituality is so important that we keep growing, that we keep advancing. Uh, the, the, the best analogy that I've run into in several books that I've read, uh, multiple books actually, is that using the, the, the butterfly, the change from caterpillar, chrysalis, to, to butterfly, you know, and and how we go through those changes. And that's a very real thing in spiritual development. You know, when Jesus talked about setting captives free, you know about healing and the blind to see. That wasn't just physical. That was spiritual. Things that we can continue to learn, and God unfolds the manifest mysteries of of His being and the knowledge of God. and And what Jesus challenged many religious people about was knowing Him and knowing God. He said, "Away from me, you evil doers! I never knew you." And you know, knowing God is a huge thing and towards transforming and becoming. I love one of my favorite. Quotes, uh, Soren Kierkegaard said, uh, with God's help, I am becoming myself. I love that. I love that. I'm becoming what God designed me to be. And that is a lot to do with spiritual transformation, right? Where we, where we move. Spiritually in life, as I said earlier, womb to tomb here, we, uh, our spiritual beginning, we get baptized, we start out and we're so excited and there's lots of zeal and there's lots of excitement and, but then we hit walls and we hit plateaus and we go through deserts and not everything is a mountaintop. Um, and, and, and even there are things that happen along the way. We, we oftentimes were moved by fear, by shame, fear of judgment, fear of, the shame of our sins, and and that's okay. We you know we 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 have to understand the the severity, the seriousness of these things. You know, fear is the beginning of wisdom, right? Uh, but it is not the motivation we need for our whole life, because sooner or later we get tired of being afraid, and that is not God's will. God's will is to be, us to learn to depend more on His love, and to be inspired by love, to be inspired and moved by his love. There is no fear in perfect love. Love drives out fear, right? The number one command in the Bible, 365 times in the scriptures, God tells us to do not fear do not be afraid. But it's it's where we oftentimes start and that's okay. You know, we, we have a spark of love for Jesus that he died on the cross for us, that sh- hopefully moved us to action, that hopefully begin the transformation process, right? Where we begin to give our hearts to God. But we, we, we're still very caught up in ourselves and, and consumed in our own needs, and our own issues, and our own points of view. And and we're coming out of ignorance we're coming out of being unaware and we're learning and we're beginning to understand more and more of who God is and what God is doing and and how great he is and 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 we're we're, we're and as one grows spiritually and develops more one becomes more aware of God but also therefore more aware of self the more you get to know God the more you understand about yourself, they, they go hand in hand. The closer you get to God, the more exposed you become. You you become more aware of weakness. You become more aware of sinful nature. We become more aware of who we are, the truth of us. But we also become more confident, and more solid, and more more uh, 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 led by His Spirit. We we surrender more as. All this happens as we get closer to God, as we bond more with the Father, as we, we, we integrate more with the Spirit, and we align ourselves more with God's Spirit and fill ourselves up, and, and we grow in our love for each other, our, our understanding of love, we grow in truth. Truth is so important, yet, and yet truth without love is harsh, right? We, they must, they, that we learn them together, the love of God with the truth of God. And all of this leads us towards obedience to God and Christ-likeness as He transforms us. That's a lifelong process. That's the spiritual journey. Spiritual development is womb to tomb. It's all that we grow. It's all that we learned and, and allowing ourselves to be transformed by God. And what, and what, and, and some of the key steps in that involves what, what is classically called the dark night of the soul, right? And I'll talk about that in a minute, but, it is a shift, it is a slow and gradual shift from the false self uh, to the true self. And many, many uh, writers, many spiritual formation uh, uh, scholars and, and theologians will use this terminology, moving from your false self to your true self. The Enneagram talks a lot about this, right? The secular self, the self that's driven by desire, motivated by ego, motivated by fear, that is usually pretty laced with narcissism, you know? And it's moving that ego over to being centered in him, to being uh, made in his image, evolving into his image, into his likeness, being transformed into the image and understanding of God and allowing him to do that and becoming your true self, who you were created to be, who you were designed to be before, before you were born. This 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 self that God has made. When Jesus looked at the crowd and he said, "You are the light of the world," that's what He was addressing: the true self that that loves and that walks by faith, that is is understand filled with grace and empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're all trying to become that, and we're all in and, in and, and, and spiritual formation or spiritual development is allowing God to make those changes in us. In a sense, checking ourselves into God, handing ourselves over to him and and positioning ourselves where we are influenced and transformed by God. That's what spiritual transformation is all about. Uh, Richard Rohr, theologian Richard Rohr talks a lot about in his in his books on on how we develop the first half of life and the second half of life. Right, the first half is that secular self, driven by desire, motivated by ego and fear. Right, and and we move that ego towards living in Him and being in His image and and being and, and living our life. In his likeness, what we were designed in Genesis, we were created in his image and in his likeness. That is what we were designed to be. We are corrupted by the world. We 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 are taught by the world to, to follow our fears, to follow our egos, to follow our desires. And oftentimes that throws us off. And it's so hard to rid ourselves of those things. It's so hard to let those things go. And the only way it can really happen is by filling ourselves with God and filling our cup, letting our cup overflow with the Spirit of God. So many of us try to white-knuckle it. We just try to, I'm going to be more loving, I'm going to be more kind. I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. And that's an exhausting form of Christianity. And the truth is, it fails. Because sooner or later, people get tired of white-knuckling their faith. Uh, it, it has to come from God. It has to be empowered by God. It has to be motivated by the love of God. There's another t- issue that happens to all of us. Is is what what Saint John of the Cross talked about, the dark night of the soul. A 16th century uh, theologian who who uh, wrote uh, about. The, the struggle that we go through, the darkness that we feel at times, every Christian goes through this. Uh, this is the story of Elijah in 1 Kings 19, um, where Elijah, you know, after the great victory that he had on Mount Carmel, and then the, uh, uh, basically a price is put on his head and a promise is made to kill him. And he just hits rock bottom and he goes and we read in, in 1 Kings 19 that he goes and he just wants to die. He sits under the broom tree and just says, God, I'm, I'm not better. I'm no better than any of my ancestors. I'm, I'm as bad as everyone else. Just let me die, you know. And you see God's compassionate mercy. He sends an angel who bakes him bread and brings him water and takes care of him and tells him to rest and, Feeds them and even tells them the journey's too much, you need to eat and you need to rest. And it's such a tender picture of God taking care of us. And, the, and, and this is the God that we oftentimes don't know. I mean, oftentimes we have this image of God who's just demanding and expecting more and we're never good enough and we've got to keep giving. And, and we don't say that. We don't talk like that. We don't tell people that, but it's in the back of our minds a lot of times. And we're afraid of letting God down. We're afraid of failing. We're afraid of not being enough. And sometimes that fear, sometimes that, that, that perfectionism takes us to a very dark place and And we need so much the ability to get through that, and yet the dark place, the dark night of the soul, something that everybody goes through at different times where there 's so much to learn right in the dark night of the soul we oftentimes a person feels alone, they feel empty or they feel meaningless, they lose their joy, the absence of god sometimes the the smoke does the imagery is the smoke does not rise. You know, the smoke represented the, the prayers of the saints that rise to God and that God hears, right? But, but when in the dark night of the soul, our smoke just goes down and it doesn't go up. Uh, there's a fantastic movie called The Two Popes about, about somebody going through that, right? One of the popes going through a dark night of the soul. But it happens to all of us, these difficult spiritual times. There are times that we're just on fire, everything's going great. And then there's times we just, boom, we hit a wall, We hit a wall and and we have to work through it. We have to we have to get through it where where what was once so clear and so obvious suddenly is confusing and we lose sight of it. Right. Um, And for many of us, transformation, that's when it happens, for many, for many of us, it's in our darkest moments where we, we, we just cry out to God. We connect with God at levels we never did. Desperation has a way of driving us to places that we wouldn't go by ourselves. That we wouldn't go normally. If things are going well, we don't get out on our knees and cry out. But when we're in the dark night of the soul, when we're suffering, when we're going through difficulties, we cry out to God. We 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 plan ourselves face down and, and we connect with God in different levels that we've never connected before. And these, these even these challenges are part of our spiritual development, part of our transformation, right? Charles Bronte that wrote, uh, we know that God is everywhere. But certainly, we feel His presence most when His works are on the grandest scale spread before us, and is in the unclouded night sky, where His world's wheel, their silent course, that we read clearest His infinitude, His omnipotence, and His omnipresence. You know, it's sometimes it's in the darkest night where we where we we sense God, we feel God, as C.S. Lewis called it, the thin places, where we can almost sense the presence of God, right? Um, that, that difficulty can do that. Suffering can do that. Um, tough times. Um, uh, Thomas Keating said to see everything in God and to see God in everything normally takes a lifetime of practice. This is, this is spiritual transformation. This is spiritual development. That a lifetime of practicing these principles, practicing walking with God, reveals God to us. And we become more and more aware of God and aware of his presence. And we see him throughout the day, throughout our lives, throughout all the situations that we're in. And the more we see God's hand, the more we identify what God is doing, the more we are aware, the more we are able to be transformed, right? God is the creator, not a manager. Humans love, excuse me, humans have the privilege of managing their own lives. I love this because you know we 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 want God to manage our lives sometimes. Just God, you just do it. But but the fact is, we're managing our lives. But God, He creates for us, and and we have the privilege of managing our lives. But the question is, what do we do with that life? Do we hand it over to God? Do we keep ourselves right here in the palm of God's hand? That's what spiritual formation is is learning how to do that right it's a spiritual life de- development and the two key factors that are that will hit again and again you're going to hear this in all the videos and all the lessons is it's it's about growing in our knowledge of god and therefore knowing ourselves better you know and honestly i think knowing ourselves is a truth that is unbearable without knowing god that is it, it is overwhelming without knowing god's love without understanding God's grace. But it is by understanding God's love and God's grace that it opens us and it gives us the courage and the ability to see ourselves and all our weakness, all our sin, but also in the beauty of our creation and what we can be and what we are called to be in Him. There are many spiritual practices and these videos that we're doing, we're going to be going through a lot of the, well, all of these actually in one way or another to some level and, and exploring this and helping each other to get there and to be able to practice them. We are, we are, I love this saying, we are not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And these spiritual practices are here to help us with that human experience, to be able to live a spiritual life, right? Galatians 5 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not, you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You know, that, that we are called to live by the Spirit, to walk By the Spirit. That's what this is all about. Uh, David Tackle, who wrote uh, "Forming a Work of Grace," uh, gives the concept of: Do we is is our Christianity like a sail ship or is it like a bunch of men rowing a boat? Most of us are rowing our boat, meaning we're we're working hard to try to please God. We're trying not to get into sin. We're trying to love more, give more, serve more, and we're just working it, working it, working it. The problem is, after time, we get tired, right? Whereas, uh, whereas if we live by the spirit of God, the nilma, the the spirit, the wind, the breath of God, he's moving us. He is moving us forward. He is our source of power. He is what's compelling us forward. He is transforming us and changing us. We're not just trying to be more loving. We are becoming more loving, Right. And and, and Paul wrote to the church in Corinth that we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. We're becoming what we were designed to be in Genesis 2. The image, the character of God, the icon of God—that's what it says in, in Genesis two. That that He made us as His icon, as His image, His character, right? And that's what he, Paul's talking about. That we become that—that that by contemplation, by by really understanding God's glory, by understanding who He is, we're being transformed and being in ever increasing glory. I mean, again, I'm I'm 57 years old, I've been a Christian 38 years. I feel God changing me. And moving me forward. And this is exciting. This this is what I love, right? So it's, and, and, and by doing that, it's, 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 think of it this way. What if instead of trying to love our enemies, we could be filled with God's love? What if instead of trying to be nice, we could be filled with God's compassion? What if instead of struggling with purity, we could be pure hearted? What if instead of trying to have a good attitude, we could just be content with all things? right? That's sowing to the spirit. That is the gift of God. That is what allowing God to transform us does for us. Instead of us trying to change us, letting God change us, letting God change us. And therefore we are practicing metanoia. We are shuv, we are turning to him and allowing him to change us. Uh, What if, what, what you are, is God's gift to you? What you become is your gift to God. Hanser Balthasar. I love that quote. What you are is God's gift to you. What you become is your gift to God. And we'll close out with this. First Peter said it. Peter said this in first Peter one, three, his divine power is giving us, has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. And He goes on of all the things we should add. In other words, the charge is to keep growing, keep developing, keep moving forward. Allow God to keep working on you and, and put the time, the energy, the focus, the prioritization into that walk with God, into that transformation, be transformed, allow God to do this to you. This is our spiritual journey. This is the adventure of a lifetime. This is the goal. This is what, this is what makes Christian life so sweet, so awesome, so incredible, so exciting. And it, and it never gets dull unless we get stuck in a plateau. Then it gets dull. But the, all that means is we got to move forward. We got to do some growing. We got to do some transforming. We got to do some forming in Christ, right? Uh, Working on right now the under the broom tree, which is going to be a newsletter that just brings sources to all of us. It's you can find it at thewayofthepilgrim.com. That's where uh, that's my own personal website where I'm going to just try to collect all the the different resources that we have. So please sign up at thewayofthepilgrim.com and um, God bless you and peace be the journey. Buen camino. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.